This is Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm here with Holly Lycoke-Land, APQC's principal research lead for process and performance management, to talk about strategic planning. We've been doing some great research into best practices for strategic planning, so today I wanted to flip the script and talk about what doesn't work. I've invited Holly on to help think through the absolute worst things that you can do in strategic planning, the stuff that pretty much ensures you're going to fail. So let's get started. Uh, we'll say that we're your kind of average show company. We've got all the usual business areas and functions. We've got a little bit of a global presence and we're doing okay in terms of market share. Um, and now we wanna do our strategic planning. So my first question is who's at the table? Well, one thing you really don't wanna do is make sure you have the same people at the table every year on end. Um, one of the things I've seen a lot of organizations do, then just kind of limit it to the executive team. Um, and that comes with lots of years of bias and then kind of complacency sometimes we see. Um, on the other hand, you should have like, corporate strategy in there. Their job is not to really come up with the ideas, but their job is to help facilitate the conversation, to make sure that one person doesn't dominate the conversation over another. And what I've seen organizations do really well, besides that, keep the same like 10 people over and over again is, High potential people. Give me some of your high potential up and comers in that conversation as well. Um, because they're going to bring in fresh ideas. And with planning in particular, that's super important is to start thinking outside the box. So, again, the worst thing is just kind of going with the same insular group over and over and over again. All right. So, we've got our, our same group of old farts that have been going to this meeting for, you know, decades here at the table. Um, so how are we going to do this if we want to, again, do the worst strategic planning ever? Worst strategic planning ever, you're going to get a bunch of people in a room for about one to two days and try to crank it all out at once, um, keeping it in that kind of top-down mentality, which is, you know, let's pull out last year's plan, let's pull out the budget for this year, and then we're going to see what we need to do or what we want to do. Um, that's probably the worst absolute approach because you need to have a lot of insights that come into the planning process and people need time to digest. So kind of on the flip side of that is, you know, having it in a, in, broken up in small chunks. You'll start with like, here's where we are. Here's what we're going to do. Let's think about what's going on in the world. Um, usually with some kind of pre-read of analysis and inputs that are going in there. Um, then just start just kind of looking over that, let everybody digest it, take a break for a day or two. Then go back into it with the when we've thought through you know, where we've been and, and what is the analysis showing us to then start brainstorming, well, what could we do? And using a lot of different types of, you know, scenario planning, predictive analysis, things like that to start playing this what if games mm -hmm. and start building out a straw man of what we think we should do or what are the big ones. You can do um, boarding so you can like start drawing things out visually because that helps a lot of people then start thinking how all the pieces fit together. And then, you know, once you've got through that part, you can then have, you know, take everybody a step back for a few days and then go in and start, okay, let's start outlining what this looks like. Um, but the, well, the other part where it gets really, really bad is if you just stop with that corporate strategy. Um, because if it's just that top down, um, you're going to have a lot of problems because you need to work with your di different business lines. You need to work with your different support functions and then have this be an iterative process with them as well. So they get kind of the straw man of what you guys want to do. Then you do similar practices with those groups that then feeds back up into the corporate strategy mm -hmm. to re-inform what that strategy is going to be. 
Um, but yeah, locking yourself in a room with a, the same people for a few days um, usually winds up not working because people get frustrated. They wind up not having enough time to really digest, right? Because people think different ways. Some people need a lot of time to start thinking through things, and other people are very quick in how they make those decisions. And you not to be able to facilitate both types of thinkers. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to still have skews in how you do the planning process. Right, right. That makes sense. So we've we've gotten the same old group of folks into the room. We're squeezing it into a day or two. Um, we're we're just focusing on the corporate straight up strategy. We're not going to talk about functional strategy. We're not going to talk about the business units. Um, we're probably used uh, last year's strategic plan as our starting point. So what do our objectives look like now that we we fed all we fed all these bad inputs in? What kind of objectives do you think we, uh, we've come up with in our bad strategic plan? Usually it's going to be probably too many short-term objectives um, or too many long-term objectives. One way or the other, organizations tend to skew one way or the other. Because the long, if you have too many long-term objectives, you don't have any flexibility. And you don't really know how to actualize things. And, and, and also, you don't know how to kill your darlings. Mm. If you, because people tend to get married. And especially if it's objectives that are driven by the budget. Um, because then it's, you're kind of locked in into this so you're not able to really then kind of see what works what doesn't work um, or if it's too many short-term objectives um, then you have no long vision right you're just focused on what we're going to accomplish this one year which means you know everything's reactive everything is, is just kind of focused on on that and you lose that business resiliency if you have either one of those so really i mean again kind of that flip side again is you need to have a good mix you need to have a couple of umbrella long-term objectives that are supported by midterm and short-term objectives to help you then actualize what you want. Mm. So let's say that um, in our example, um, we came up with a bunch of short-term objectives. So um, how are we gonna implement those in our super bad, super extra horrible <laughs> strategic plan? Uh, then it'll be passed down to each business line to execute a specific short-term objective and there's no connection. So if you put all the onus on overburdened business leaders already to manage the, the implementation of short-term objectives, you're going to probably fail. Because the immediate is going to over-trump the strategy. So that's probably one of the worst things you can do. Um, again, flip side, because I can't help but do it, right? Um, is you need, some, you need some people who aren't part of the day-to-day. -day. You need a corporate strategy group, and you need a PMO because they are not going to be distracted by mm. the day-to-day -day work. They are going to stay on target. They're going to help make sure resources are gonna happen. Um, and even for your short-term projects, right? You're gonna need people from support businesses to help you do the things that you wanna do. Um, and they help coordinate that and make sure everybody's available and make sure that you're on target. Because otherwise, again, if you just throw a bunch of short-term objectives across the board and you've got one sponsor from a business line, without any kind of oversight, it's probably going to fall apart and you're not going to see what you want out of it. Right. And we're definitely not having any kind of oversight because this is the worst strategic plan right. ever. So we're not going to, we're not going to have little, um, you know, check-in meetings about how all this is going. We're definitely right. not doing that. No reviews, um, no accountability. And I think that's probably the hardest thing when you have a bunch of short-term objectives like that. Heck yeah. Well, that was a big fat mess, right? <laughs> So Holly, um, just one last question for you. Um, 
What is the biggest reason why organizations struggle with strategic planning? Honestly, it's the implementation. Um, people are really good at coming up with ideas. We're really good at like visioning things and, and seeing potential in places. Um, but we really start falling apart with planning when we talk about implementing it, right? And this statistic changes every few years, but it's like only about 30% of the strategic plans actually get fully implemented how they're supposed to get implemented. Um, because again, we don't have the right people in place to create some ownership. We don't, we have execution in business silos. So people aren't allowed, able to see how the execution of strategies fit together. Mm. You know, if you're, you're looking at entering a new market, you're going to need marketing involved, you're going to need sales involved, you're going to need all of these people involved and, and tying it together so that it executes effectively. So cross-functional teams, check-ins, some kind of oversight, all of those things will really help drive it. Um, but also, I mean, the cadence of reviews and things, you have to make sure that there's a lot of communication and a lot of refreshing. So like in the research we're doing this direct planning, we're also talking about flexibility and agility. Little A, not big A. Um, because you need to have collaboration. You need to have um, the ability to refresh and keep an eye on your strategy so it changes. And I think one of the things that like, in conversations with case study folks, right? One of the biggest things is that you then have to have your reviews in two different ways. So your strategic planning can't be a one and done um, because things are going to change throughout the year. Heck, even how we think about what we were wanting to do in the first place changes as our situation and the input changes. Right. You know, we've all got those cognitive biases that hit us um, and that immediacy bias and all the rest of those things. So you need to refresh what is our goal, what is our purpose, and what are we trying to do and have a strategic conversation on a regular cadence, as well as those tactical, what's the execution look like? Well, thank you, Holly. Um, well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper, and thank you for joining us for this APQC podcast. Please go to apqc.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day.